Welcome to the Picture Book Look Podcast. I'm Kim Chafee. And I'm Kirstie Call. Together, we'll share some of our favorite picture books and chat with their creators to explore the journey from story idea to bookshelf. We'd love you to join us as we take a picture book look. Do you dream of creating picture books that will change a child's life? Learn how to write the story only you can tell at this year's Picture Book Summit. Join John Klassen, Juji Morales, agents, editors, and more on October 2nd, 2021. Visit picturebooksummit.com to register. Feeling stuck in your creative journey? Needing to change your narrative? Everything you want is possible. As a therapist-trained life coach for creatives, I'm excited to help authors like you create clarity and build self-confidence so you can achieve your dreams. Kirstie can help you get the drama out of your life and into your art. Visit kirstiencall.com. That's K-I-R-S-T-I-N-E-C-A-L-L.com and register for a free consultation today. Hooray! I can't wait for us to work together to get you where you want to be. Hey, Kirsty. Hey, Kim. Is it me, or does it feel like it's been raining cats and dogs lately? Totally. And even though it might ruin some outdoor plans, it's perfect for today's book. You are so right. Cat, Dog, Dog, the story of a blended family, written by Nellie Boucher and illustrated by Andrea Zuhl, is a hilarious and heartwarming story. I love how each time I read this book, I discover something that I missed the last time. There is so much to love. I love how such sparse language along with the illustrations can spark so much humor. We're excited to talk with Nellie, Andrea, and their editor, Ann Kelly, about the creative process behind Cat, Dog, Dog. Let's get started. Nellie, we're going to start with you. Can you share with us what the inspiration was for this story? It happened during the night. (laughs) I was at my parents' house, so we had a big lab, a smaller kind of cocker spaniel, and then a cat. And usually the cocker spaniel was the master of the house and very authoritative, let's say. And then he was actually very sick. And so the dynamics between the animals really changed. And that's when it, it, there was this one night where I was trying to sleep and my big lab was always with me. And you see that in the book, the big dogs taking yes. up the entire bed. Yeah. And then, so that's real. <laughs> and, <laughs> and there was a scratching at the door. So I go open the door and it was the, the little dog who didn't usually sleep in my bed. So I was like, okay. So I pick him up, put him on the bed and I was trying to sleep. So there's already like no space on the bed, but I'm doing my best and they're sleeping super well. So that was nice for them. And then there's scratching at the door again. So I go and there's the cat. <laughs> and I was like, they're going to kill each other. I mean, they really are. <laughs> yeah. So then I pick up the cat and he's super, super intent on being on the bed with the two other dogs. So I bring him, I put him down. Of course, I drop him on the, the little dog. So, oh, oh no. my gosh. And, and weirdly, though, somehow they just all range themselves, just like you see in the book. And I'm the only person who didn't sleep that night. So <laughs> yeah, that was kind of the moment where I was like, oh, cat, dog, dog. And that, because I didn't sleep, I had time to write it in my head. <laughs> I love it. And what was it about this story that made you want to acquire it? 
Well, when I first opened the email with the manuscript, there were two versions. And the first one I clicked on just was cat, dog, 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 cat, cat. And I was like, what is this? So I opened <laughs> the second version and it has the art notes. And I was like, oh. And I think just as an editor, you're always looking for something unusual, something you've never seen before. And that was certainly true of this book. I'd never seen anything quite like it. Um, and I love that it dealt with sort of a common occurrence in kids' lives in a really funny way. And the other piece is that I had recently brought a baby home to a really cranky old dog. So I recognized <laughs> it. You know, I just sort of was like, I really get this book and I love how unusual it is. And I was like, I'm going to take it on. I don't think it'll be easy. But I really wanted to take it on. Because there's like five different words in the whole book, right? Yes. <laughs> Which is full words. Remarkable. <laughs> yes, it's amazing how much emotion you can feel from such sparse text. Of course, the illustrations help. What was the illustrator selection process like? You know, it actually came attached with Andrea. So okay. We were wondering. <laughs> Yeah. And, and I had worked with Andrea on two previous books, so I know her work very well. And I was so excited about that. I think Andrea does humor, heart and body language better than anyone. And I knew <laughs> she would get this book. And I, I, so I was excited. I was very excited about the package. It feels like you need the illustrations to understand the story. Mm-hmm. But I had a different editorial process for this book than I usually have. Yes. That's what we figured might be the case. Yeah. <laughs> so you and Nellie share an agent, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. So is that how you guys got hooked up onto the project together and then sent the package? How did that process work? And what made you want to say yes to working on the projects? Well, I guess Nellie likes my work. And so they sent me the manuscript and she has done something which illustrators love, which leaves room for the illustration <laughs> in the text so much so that I was like please tell me the story that you think goes on <laughs> because four words right there's just right. four words and also and I particularly like dogs and cats because I like to study their body language and everything and I find it very funny the first time I ran through it with my illustrations I held tight to the story they told me and then I think at some point, Anne goes, let it go a little bit and let you take over. Because I, I think a truly good picture book has the artistry of the writer and then the artistry of the illustrator. And then they come together to complete the story. Thank you. So we talked about this earlier, but the book has mostly two words in it, cat and dog. <laughs> mostly. So <laughs> Nellie, <laughs> what was the writing process like? First of all, I wanted to keep it with just those words because it was making me laugh. So I figured if it makes me laugh, hopefully it makes someone else laugh. And then now it's turned into this book that really little kids can read from, you know, beginning to end and be proud of themselves for doing that. I mean, Andrea said, I like her illustration. I love her illustration. So and I'm in that same camp. Yeah, we all are. So, and I think it's because she just captures the emotion so well. That's so true. And can you give us a look into your editing process? Sure. I think, you know, usually when I work on a book that's author, illustrator, different people, I edit the text first, and then it goes to the illustrator and we work on the art. And I knew that wouldn't work here. So what I sort of said to Nellie was, let's put the text bit aside for a minute. We've got to get this working in terms of a storyline throughout the book. And then we could rearrange the words. Like, I think at first we tried to stick to like dog, dog, cat, but then it would work better as cat, dog, cat. 
Mm -hmm. You know, so we sort of had to get the storyline working, which was challenging, and then put the words back on. That's sort of what the process looked like. I love that. (laughs) Even started with a different family than was originally there because the flow worked better. So it was just sort of thinking about how we could make it flow and be clear. I love that. Interesting. But still keep Nellie's plot happening, you know? Right. So keep the essence of what she wanted to say. Have Andrea figure out how to do all of that in an illustration. <laughs> I know I sent Andrea a lot of emails like, oh, this must be so difficult. But she really, I mean, it's so incredible how it all came together. Oh, you succeeded. Amazing. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> totally hilarious and heartwarming. Andrea, can you give us a look into how you create your illustrations and what your process was like for this story? I take one character at a time and I try to figure out what they should look like. So I'm a big Pinterest when it comes to collecting images. And I had actually had a little more spaniel looking dog, the older dog, the white dog. I start collecting images of not only real dogs, but also other people, how they've illustrated them. And especially with three characters of book, you want a lot of contrast. So we have a very large dog. And also you work with stereotypes. I always tell people stereotypes, but in a good way, you know, not mm-hmm. a bad way. So we have the big dog who is very sweet. And he's a puppy in my mind. And then I have the Westie as the older dog. It's like he's the king of the home. And I try to portray that with the pictures. <laughs> what I do is I draw these characters. I develop them. I figure out who they should be. And I draw them a million times over because I have to be able to draw it consistently throughout the book. And just a quick thing is I ink draw them. And then I actually scan that into the computer and color in Photoshop. With the advent of computers, of course, it's so easy to keep your colors consistent as any illustrator knows out there. When you do a watercolor, no matter how good you're at it, it can be very difficult to make consistent colors. So, oh, and one really important thing is each character, I had to be able to do the expressions I needed. Usually though, it's really weird. The first character is the hardest and then anything else becomes very easy and boom, boom. And I always have to have an orange cat. Yeah, Mm. I always have to have an orange cat. Love orange cat. <laughs> the fatter, the better. If I could, if I wasn't allergic, I would have a big fat orange cat. So it was very important in all my stories that the character is well-rounded, that they have the capability of being kind and sweet, but also can be kind of bratty and they have uh, problems. I don't like sugar sweet stories. I think it can be sugar sweet and still have a rounded character that gets mad gets angry or maybe doesn't play fair all the time you know what those three-dimensional characters are so important for kids yeah and i think in this story because it's about a real situation where some kids have to you know come and live together when they don't know each other or you know a cat can come into a a family a new family It, it can be pets or animals but i really love that we show that it can be fun too that bonding mm-hmm. process of blending a family and Anna was so brilliant adding that subtitle i didn't have that subtitle so that the story of a blended family really pinpointed the yes. what we were really trying to say there but to show that it can be you know there's going to be the hard times there's going to be the funny times obviously our book is leaning towards the more fun times but it shows that there can be some real difficult moments I love the subtitle also because this book is bibliotherapeutic and people who have blended families will be able to find the book and process what's going on with their kids as they read it. This is one of those books that can tackle 
something as serious as a blended family and really accessible and fun. And so I really, I appreciate that fresh approach so much. (laughs) And we'll start with you with our last question, which is when someone reads cat, dog, dog, what do you hope they feel or learn? I hope they laugh. I hope that you can see some part of your own family dynamic in the book in some way. My son is one of those kids who can read the book and isn't a reader yet. So that has been, I hope you feel a sense of accomplishment if you're at that stage. So important. I love that. I love that. How about you, Andrea? When someone reads Cat, Dog, Dog, what do you hope they feel or learn? My whole goal with every book I do is I want people to laugh. I want kids to laugh. I want also the parents to enjoy it as much as the child so that it's more of an experience that they bring together of enjoying this and finding humor. And then underlying is to have, if there's a moral or something to be learned from it, I think it's actually learned better when it is in the background and the humor is up front. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Okay, Nellie, mm. you're up next. <laughs> when someone reads well, Cat, Dog, Dog, what do you hope they feel or learn? Laughing, <laughs> the same sense of being so proud to finish the book. And I just love that this book really gives the kid time by the end to mm-hmm. pretty much right. identify cat right. dog. You know, <laughs> sure. it's like pretty hard, I think, not to. And then, I mean, generally speaking, it's just kind of a message that love conquers all, if I can say that. A big thank you to Nellie, Andrea, and Anne for joining us today and giving us a look into the creative process for Cat, Dog, Dog, the story of a blended family. Check out the show notes to learn more about Nellie and Andrea and their other beautiful books. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss an episode, and we would love it if you would leave us a review. Thanks for listening, and happy Happy looking. looking! Picture Book Look is produced by Kirstie Call and Kim Chafee. Music by James Call.